a short episode here on B6, which is especially important in depression, childhood psychosis, anxiety, autism, and other conditions. We've talked about B6 some under pyroluria a couple of sessions ago. B6 takes various forms, but the key to all these forms is that they are metabolized into P5P, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, the means by which the body uses B6. P5P is five or six times more potent. So, for instance, 100 milligrams of B6 is equal to 20 or less of P5P. Some people need to supplement with P5P instead of B6. Some can use a mix and some the B6 alone. In the rest of this podcast, if I say B6, I'm saying it because it's more familiar, but... Usually it's P5P that's the indicated supplement. B6 is essential in creating antidepressant neurotransmitters, chief among which, as regards B6, is serotonin. B6 is a major part of the rate-limiting enzyme that creates serotonin from tryptophan. If you don't have B6, you're not going to get much serotonin. And remember, serotonin is the contentment neurotransmitter. Happiness, comfort in interacting with other people or just being yourself. So serotonin, B6, is critical. But it's also important in creating dopamine, the pleasure and creativity neurotransmitter, in creating norepinephrine, the coffee full steam ahead neurotransmitter, and in creating P, which is also called phenylethylamine, often termed the love neurotransmitter, thought to have a great role in the biochemistry of love, also elicited by chocolate. But again, the sugar, (laughs) that doesn't mean eat chocolate. So it's real important for all these antidepressant neurotransmitters, but it's also used by MAO, the enzyme monoamine oxidase, that breaks down antidepressant neurotransmitters. So there's a balance. B6 creates them and helps break them down when there's too much. B6 is also important to formation of acetylcholine, the largely inhibitory calm-down-after-stress parasympathetic, and the memory and the nerve-to-muscle neurotransmitter, important to the heart and the brain, and GABA, helps form GABA, the inhibitory anti-pain neurotransmitter. Moreover, B6 is quite important to antioxidant activity, so necessary to brain protection. It's critical, for instance, in creating glutathione. So what does all that mean? Well, great for anxiety and depression. 
in many cases, especially in pyroluria, where B6 is particularly low because it's being depleted by pyrroles. Okay, so B6 is really important for depression. Also, in some cases, it's important for mania. Remember, it creates GABA and acetylcholine inhibitory neurotransmitters that calm down manias and also forms now, which breaks down antidepressant and potentially pro-manic neurotransmitters. And then B6 has shown some use in hyperactivity, other learning disorders, dementia, and other cognition issues. Problems with short-term memory often respond to B6, perhaps reflecting its importance in forming acetylcholine. Also, following the lead of Bernard Rimland, B6 has been used, along with magnesium, for decades as part of the treatment of autism. And then for schizophrenia, Pfeiffer found that for children, B6 was often more effective than niacin, even, in dealing with psychosis, voices, and so on. And as they got older, the niacin became more important. B6 has also been used in OCD, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Also, B6 is a consideration for certain neurological issues, especially if it's a question of the balance between B6, zinc, and manganese. B6 is also important for cyclical symptoms like rapid cycling bipolar. Diagnostic tests include EGOT, which is erythrocyte glutamate oxalacetate transaminase, red cell P5P, and urinary pyrroles, because if you have pyroluria, that's a good indication you need more B6 than everybody else. So that's the test, but one might also want to look at physical signs and symptoms that suggest that B6 might be helpful. B6 is really important for female hormone balance, So when a person has PMS or problems with pregnancy or cyclic symptoms that match female cycles, that could be a sign of low B6. It's critical to metabolism of protein, fat, and carbs. So lack of B6 typically fosters nausea. People that tend to get car sick, plane sick, boat sick, or have nausea pregnancy often are lacking in B6, and often B6 corrects that. Similarly, the tendency to not want to eat in the morning and various digestive issues. Also, food sensitivities. B6 is also important to blood sugar and to autoimmune and immune function. And then there's the symptoms of B6-dependent anemia, Weakness, fatigue, and so on. Adverse effects are rare and typically manifest as numbness, tingling, or weakness in the extremities, perhaps 
poor coordination. These symptoms also happen to be an effect of low B6 or low B12 or folate. It takes a lot of B6 over a long period of time to foster such effects, and still they're rare. So maybe at 1 to 6,000 milligrams every day over a year, such an effect might occur. But hopefully the doctor's watching and, and corrects immediately when high doses are causing a problem. Of course, in pyroluria, the 1,000 milligrams might be whittled down by the pyrroles to a barely adequate amount getting into the body. I've listed a few studies in the podcast notes. For more, you could look to my books. All these podcasts are for educational purposes only. They are not meant as treatment suggestions for the individual or as diagnosis or as prescriptions. If you have a health problem, please see a knowledgeable physician. Okay, folks, that's it for today. Take care.